Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Everlasting Father, we want to thank you for this morning. We want to bless your holy name because it is the Father's Day. We pray that the entrance of your word will give light. You will open the eyes of our understanding as we listen to the word from your throne this morning in Jesus' name. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Good morning, church. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers all over the world. Um, I must confess that um, when I got the call a week ago to take the message for the Father's Day, I felt so much inadequate. I, the first thing that came to my mind is that I'm a woman. It's going to be Father's Day. Before I go further, I would like to give thanks to our pastors in the house for giving this opportunity again to share the word of God with the people of God, precious people of God. Um, as I was saying, I said I'm a woman, it's going to be Father's Day, so why should I be the one to take the message? But I've learned to always say yes when it comes to the word of God. Then another reason in my mind was that I grew up without a father. My, my father died when I was two, before I clocked two. So there was no father figure. My first contact with fatherhood was when I gave my life to Christ. And the second was when I got married to my first love, uh, who had an absent father all through his life too, but learned to be a godly father by the mentorship of Abba, our Heavenly Father. So this morning, brethren, I will be talking about who a father is uh, through a few characteristics of our Heavenly Father. Um, a preacher once said that a believer's relationship with God the Father is yet immature if he is yet to relate with God as a father. Why did he say that? It is because all that God the Father is to us, the healer, the provider, our defender, um, our, the warrior, and everything you could think of, is summed up in his character as a father to us. Basically, we know that the father is the breadwinner of the house and also the head of the home. But in this present world of ours, we see that uh, a lot of fathers are totally absent, uh, while even the ones that are physically absent are somehow absent, yet they are absent. Um, so, what do you think of a, of a body that doesn't have a head? Is that body going to function properly? It will never. That is why, uh, statistically, it has been recorded that children from such homes are prone to a lot of uh, mental issues, abject poverty, and social vices of all sorts. 
But I looked at, I looked up uh, the dictionary meaning of who a father is. Um, I, I am going to be talking about two today. A father, the first one says, a father is the male parent of a child. Thus, a father can be a biological father, that is the owner or the donor of the, of, of the seed that produced the child. A father can be, uh, can be uh, an adopted father, that is a guardian. And a father can be a spiritual father. Like in the body of Christ, we have spiritual fathers. Our, our, our pastors and leaders are spiritual fathers. Another meaning of a father. Talent, could you please give me Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Is the one that originates or institutes something. Like the father of modern science. We say is Galileo. So a potential father, when he is ready to institute a home, takes the bold step to go and meet a woman of his choice and say, will you marry me? Just like our heavenly father. Let's just look at uh, this Genesis chapter one. I'm just going to read the first part. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let me stop at that. God had a purpose. He had an idea in his mind. He wanted a set of people that are, that are redeemed, that are sanctified by him, that will give praise to him on heart. He wants a set of people, that is the church. He wants a set of people that will be reconciling men into his kingdom. And that was his reason for saying, let us make man in our image. Can I ask you, Father, what was the purpose for which you instituted your home? Do you have a purpose? May I let you know that you have a share and a part to play in this purpose, ultimate purpose of God of, request, of reconciling men into the kingdom of God. And you could not fulfill it alone in most cases. You could see that even God the Father when he called that meeting in heaven, it was not only him, he called God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, the three Godheads were there because they had a, a, a part to play in the redemption of man. So also, you have to get married because you need an helper. You need an helper for the purpose which God has created you for. Of course, we know that a lot of people get married for a lot of crazy reasons. Like, I'm just matured, I need to bear children, I need sex. But the ultimate purpose of God for, your, for marriage is the calling that he has attached to your family. Mommies, you are a helper of the fulfillment of God's purpose for the family. The Bible says, both are heirs. Both, both are heirs together of God's grace. That is First Peter chapter 3, verse 7. Apart from the calling of God for your life, the purpose of God for marriage is that we might bear godly seed on earth. Malachi 2:15. And I would like to also remind you that your responsibility as a physical father is to point the attention of your children 
to the to Abba Father. Because as a as a as a mortal, we are full of weaknesses and we are we are limited. We are limited, but we cannot and we cannot be all that our children needs need to them. Some fathers make themselves a mini god to their to their children. And the more you try, the more you will fail. And the more of a failure of children you will raise. You cannot be everything. Let God be their ultimate father. Even though you are a physical representation of who God is to them. As a father, also you are a priest. Can we look at uh, Hebrews chapter 7 verse 23 to 25. Hebrews chapter 7, 23. And they truly were many priests because they were not suffered to continue by reason of death. Yes, there are many priests that cannot continue. 24. But this man, because he continued ever at an unchangeable priesthood, talking about Jesus Christ, 25. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Please also put up Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 6. Jesus Christ is the, is the high priest of the church. And he has an unchangeable priesthood. But you as a father... You are the priest of your home. What is your responsibility as a, fa as a father to your home? And these words which I commit, I command thee this day, shall be in thy heart. Seven. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thy house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Uh, next verse. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and thou shalt be, and they shall be as frontlets between thy eyes. Nine. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house, and on thy gates. What is your responsibility as the priest of the home? You are to raise an altar and maintain it as a priest in your home. You are, you are to teach your children the word of God. Even though they will come to Sunday school. But the bulk of the work lies on the shoulders of the priest of the house. Even though mommies, you will be greatly needed in this, in this area. Do you, can I ask you, do you have a time of devotion in your house every day? That is where the children will be taught the word of God and the kingdom lifestyle. Another thing that you have to the children is an example. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21. 1 Peter chapter 2. Verse 21. 
for even here unto were ye called. Because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow in his steps. Jesus is, a, as believers, Jesus is our perfect example. He's a perfect example to the church. But are you as a father walking in the steps? It is impossible to go, be a good priest of your home without being a good example in living out the word of God. You should be an example in faith, in love, in patience, in integrity, in so many things, in the, in the way of life, in dressing to the children. It is not do as I say, it is do as I do. Without this, it is impossible to prove to the children that the word of God is true. And it is called hypocritical living that will breed more ungodliness in the home. Uh, there was a brother in my, in, in my undergraduate days, I was a mini pastor to him. And one of these days I went to visit him and he was telling me about his father. He said, my father is so strict. Oh, he will not allow us to do this. He will not allow us to do that. But he said when he was in, in the high school, he had, he had this high affinity to follow bad gangs, to just do things that are not right, to drink, to smoke. But one day he found out that his father does those things secretly. And he's hunting his son secretly too. May God help us in Jesus' name. Another thing that you have to your, to, to your, to your child or to your children is that you are a teacher. You are a teacher. A home without rules and regulation is a dysfunctional home. And if children are not taught to obey instructions, by facing the consequences of their actions, they will never grow up to be matured, even as adults. We have a proverb in my language, and it is also in the Bible. Proverbs 22, verse, verse 15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of children, but the rod of correction will drive it far from him. I personally always say, uh, you didn't suffer. And you say you are wise. Who was your teacher? Come and tell me. <laughs> As a believer, will you stick or prefer to stick with, the, with government's laws when it, it is against the word of God? Children that are not corrected with the rod will always grow up to be a menace to the society, even to the church of God. No wonder brethren are corrected in the church by their spiritual fathers. And the next thing, they walk away. They go out from, from the church, a sign of foolishness and immaturity. God doesn't want that. May I please let you know oh, that the formative years of children is between ages two and seven. And it, Things that you engrave into their mind at these ages stay with them for life, even though you have to nurture, nurture, nurture it as they, as, they, as they grow further. But a lot of parents make the mistake of thinking that uh, uh, children are not to be, they are to be pampered. 
and they want to start correcting when, when he's a teen, I'll please ask you, is it possible to bend a dry fish? It, it can only break. But the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8 also say, even Jesus Christ lent obedience by the things which he suffered. Being made perfect, he became the author of eternal, eternal salvation. I'll, um, let me, I, I, I won't read, uh, uh, let's read Hebrews chapter 12 from verse 8, from verse 5 rather, Hebrews chapter 12. And ye have gotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. Children, open your ears and listen to this. Six, for whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. When you get home, go and look at the meaning of scourge. Scourge, verse seven. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? Eight. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. It is who the father loves that he corrects. You know, in this generation that we hear, I hear a lot of well-to-do parents say, my children will never suffer. In fact, it will not go through what I, I went through in life. Yes, it's good. Our children must not suffer, they must enjoy. But never remove the building of, blood, of, of values within them. Never ever Remove the building of values in them. And the devil is taking advantage of those mentalities in this age. Even Christian homes are producing children that, that we can say they are weaklings that cannot face the pressure of the outside world. You do not teach your children how to fast when he's in trouble as he learns that he is not is not yet is not is not supposed to come to you. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, who made the heavens and the heart. We are so rich that we don't even let them do house chores. You either do it yourself, or you 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 employ house helps. How how will he survive when you are not there? No maintenance culture within the children. His school bag is just torn a little bit. It's not taught that he has to mend it. Just put it aside and go and, take, and, go and buy another one. His shoes is opened a little bit. He doesn't know that he has to put gum and mend it. Such children, even if you leave a thousand houses for, for such, he will sell one because the gate is not working. He will sell another because... The toilet is not flushing. In this, in this generation, children are giving too much money that they cannot make to spend in a day. Even an adult, such, an adult can spend such money 
in, in a month and they are not trained to, to save. May I let you know, church, Amos Charlie, our mommies, a son left to himself. We bring shame, let me say it in Nigerian way. <laughs> he will bring shame. Don't let your son bring shame to you. You know, a family friend told us about, about a guy in Pretoria when he just came to South Africa. All of them came and there was no job. They were looking for a job, hungry and, you know, frustrated. But this particular guy, his parents do send him money. They do send him money. But it got to a particular time that he was calling and calling and the money was not coming. When, when the parents are not his God, are the parents his God? <laughs> and he got frustrated to the extent that he went to a very high building in Pretoria and he committed suicide. Because there is no value inside of him. He doesn't even know how to hold hunger. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. That is... You are also our friend. John chapter 15. John chapter 15 verse 13. You are our friend. John chapter 15. Greater love at no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. That's talking about Jesus Christ. He, 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 he qualified himself to be our friend by surrendering himself as a sacrifice to the church. So also our fathers, they are like the sacrificial lamb of the house. They work so hard to give the best to the house. Can we please just give a round of applause to the fathers? Please, 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 please. We love you so much. And mommies, please, today, they must enjoy. It's a special day for them. Let's go to, let's, let's go to verse 14. And ye, and ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. How do, you, how do we reciprocate the love of a father? By obeying his command. Children, you must be obedient. Let's look at uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. For, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Jesus is our friend. He knows our feelings. As we talk to him in prayer, he knows what we need. And today, I will be talking on behalf of mommies and children. They are saying to our daddies, we will appreciate if you can give, spend more time with us. They are saying, we would like the family to play together. They are saying, we want a more free atmosphere to play with you. You know, during free communications with children, you will understand them better and discover a lot of things to help them with. You will know their pains, anxiety, wrong belief system to, to help them with. And as I conclude this morning, I want to ask you, 
Are you a prodigal son of a father? Maybe your heavenly father or the heavenly father. And you are wasting away with riotous living in the land of ungodliness. Your state has even degenerated to the extent of feeding with the swine. Today being Father's Day, your hub, the harbor father, your heavenly father, is calling unto you. He's saying unto you, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Or you are like the elder brother of the prodigal son, a believer in the house, an active member of the church, yet your heart has departed from the unfailing love of your father. You might even have an excellent earthly father but yet to respond to the call of the Heavenly Father. He is calling up to you this morning. His love is reaching out to you, just like he reached out to the prodigal son. And let me show you what you have to do. Luke chapter 15, verse 18 to 24. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm not more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of the hired servants. 20. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. The love of the Father is calling unto you. He's always he's, he's knocking the door of your heart. And, and his father said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. 22. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe. He wants to derobe you of that rag of ungodliness. He wants, to, he, wants, he wants to make you beautiful again. He wants to give you the garment of holiness. And put it on him. And put a ring on his hand. The ring is the, is the signet of ownership upon, upon your life. He wants to seal you with the gift of the Holy Spirit. And and shoes for his feet. He wants to give your life direction again. Will you respond to the call of the Father today? He is here for you. In Jesus' name, shall we bow our heads? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Abba Father, we give you praise for this wonderful day. We thank you because your love is reaching out to us. Lord, we pray, Holy Ghost, that you come into our heart once again and make us beautiful in the name of Jesus. We pray for our fathers that you will make them the best in the world in the name of Jesus. And your purpose for our families shall be, shall be fulfilled 
in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' name we pray.